I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John. Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Good morning, everybody. We are obviously live on Easter Sunday morning, and I hope it's a beautiful day at your home. Happy Passover if you're of Jewish faith. I hope you'll join us for the next two hours. You can get to the later services this morning. Maybe you're on your way to Easter service. Maybe you're on your way home from sunrise service. Anyway, give us a listen, won't you please? And give me a call. I may be uh, maybe begging for calls before this morning is out. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. I love doing this program and it's just easier to to do it live than it is to put a recorded program into the can. Mike Bass is willing to come in this morning and then we will have the rest of the day with with families and so that'll be nice. I hope that you'll give us a call. 800-288-WBAP 800-288-9227 and we begin the program each uh, Sunday morning with our friend Steve Huddleston. He is the public relations manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and uh, that's a report that is very important this time of year because the Botanic Garden is at its most beautiful this time of year. Steve, good morning. Well, good morning, Neil, and happy Easter. Happy Easter, and thank you for taking time live to join us today. I know you have a lot of things scheduled, so we'll get, get you right on your way. What's going on in the garden? Well, so many things are blooming now. It's, it's an absolutely glorious time to visit the garden. The Rose Garden in particular is absolutely beautiful especially the white climbing iceberg roses on the trellises and pillars. We have snapdragons that are gorgeous. These are blooming throughout the garden. Uh, and presently, we are setting up for our next exhibit, which is ZimSculpt. I'll give more information about that later. But that exhibit runs April 15 through 30, so we're getting ready for that. So lots of things going on in the garden. That's a lot of fun and, and a beautiful time to come to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. The weather's going to be just absolutely gorgeous. You have a featured plant this week that happens to be a native Texan. Tell us about it. Well, that is Eve's necklace, uh, Sephora affinis. This is a small native tree that gets about 15 to 30 feet tall, 10 to 20 feet wide, with an upright oval crown. It is deciduous. Uh, it has graceful leaflets and fragrant pink wisteria-like blooms on chains that are about six inches long. Uh, they are blooming right now and only for about 10 days. You just you really have to catch these when they bloom. They don't last long, but for about 10 days, maybe two weeks at the most, uh, these uh, wisteria-like blooms are on the tree. Afterwards, the flowers turn into a long pod constricted between the seeds, thus resembling black beads, hence the name Eve's Necklace. Flowers and seeds are poisonous to humans. Uh, this is a tree that grows on limestone slopes in valley bottoms or on soils underlain with limestone. It is a member of the pea family. You want to plant this in full sun to partial shade in well-drained soil. Uh, this plant is very heat and drought tolerant, has no serious insect or disease issues. Uh, you can use this as an understory tree, a specimen, or toward the back of a border. This is Eve's necklace, Sephora affinis. It has a sister that is very well known, maybe even better known in Texas. What would that be? That is the Texas mountain laurel. Yes, a couple of beautiful plants. That's great. All right, we have some exciting news of short-term duration uh, yeah. in your events category. Tell us about it. 
Well, World of Orchids has been extended through next Sunday, April 16. Uh, the Gardens Conservatory is filled with thousands of live, blooming orchids of all shapes, sizes, and colors arranged in breathtaking displays. Uh, the exhibit is open daily from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., with last tickets sold at 4.30. And then today so is the second... an encore oh, performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. I was just so. going to say, one more chance. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, they're go. blooming. Uh, they're still uh, going strong, blooming well. Uh, so we just thought we would extend it for another week, yes. Good. So and, glad. Uh, What's going on today? Well, today is the second and final day of Dog Days in the Garden for the month of April. It ran yesterday, and it runs through today, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Guests are invited to bring Fido or Fifi to the garden to give them a new leash on life. Regular admission is required for humans with an additional $5 per dog. Members receive free admission and pay $5 for the dog. Hydration stations are available throughout the garden. All right. All right. Lots of great things going on at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Uh, people need to join the Fort Worth Botanic Society and be able to come back to the garden time after time for the year at no additional charge. That's the way to enjoy it to the fullest. All that information is at the website along with all the directions and everything else. What is the website, Steve? Yes, that is fwbg.org. All right. Just the initials of the organization, Fort Worth Botanic Garden, fwbg.org. How do they find you? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right. Easy to find out toward the zoo, but go north instead of south to get to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. And then the old-fashioned way of calling for information. There's a recorded message 24-7. What is that phone number? Yes, 817-463-4160. All right. Steve Huddleston, public relations manager and doing a wonderful job of it. He ought to know the garden's been there almost three decades. Appreciate you, Steve. Well, thank you. All right. Happy Easter, and we'll talk to you next Sunday. That report is sponsored by Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Great people. They've been doing their business for a long time as well, since 1986, a second-generation family business. They have installed more than 125,000 roofs. Take a look at their website, again, the initials, wbroofing.com, and you'll see a lot of information about this great North Texas company. They serve all of Dallas and Tarrant counties, the surrounding areas. They'd love to have a chance to take a look at your roof. If you have a problem, they will show you what and where. If you don't have a problem, they will say thank you for calling us. I really appreciate having them as an advertiser. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home. They came out after we had had a hail storm. We were not home at the time of the storm. It probably was not the most catastrophic storm of all time, but we had an older roof, and it took a took a beating, and literally. And uh, they said, yep, you do have some problems. You have as much problem with the uh, flashing and the guttering as you do with the roof. It all needs to be helped. And uh, so we contacted our insurance carrier, a very good carrier. They came out, did the same thing, went up on the roof, took a look. Said, oh, yeah, we need, to, we need to strike a settlement. So they did. We put the money to work, and we got a Wortham Brothers roof, and we're thrilled. They pointed out some things that we could do that would uh, save on our insurance and also save on our air conditioning bills in the summer. They are spot on. When you do 125,000 roofs, you get some pretty good experience. 
experience under your belt. I hope you'll give them a call. They're going to be here if you ever need them again because they are proven. They are really good. 972-562-5788. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. WBRoofing.com. 972-562-5788. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. I'm Angelita with Callaway's Nursery in Austin. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Did you hear that? In Austin. Congratulations to Callaway's. They have opened their Austin store. I knew that was coming for about two months. Didn't say a word about it. Angelita has been at the uh, Prosper store. And she's wonderful, and they put her down there because she is wonderful. And they have more on the on the uh, on the uh, plans. Uh, I won't discuss them, but they'll be coming along. You just pay attention because this is a company on the grow, and they really are good. So congratulations to Callaways. We have a signal that gets all the way to Austin, and so if you're in the Austin area, be sure to go to Callaways. They are closed. All the Callaways are closed today, so their families can be together. And hats off to that. Let's go to Jeff in Argyle. Our first call today on Easter Sunday. Jeff, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, looking for recommendations on varieties of plums and, and magnolias that will grow in the black clay of Greenville. All right. Uh, the plum would be your, your starting point for plums would definitely be methley, M-E-T-H-L-E-Y. It is, uh, it is the best uh, for many reasons. It's very adapted. It has the right chilling requirement for this area, and it also is self-pollinating. It will have better pollination if you have a second plum variety that blooms at the same time, but it is, uh, uh, you'll, have very, you'll have very good fruit set even with just the methley. Uh, Bruce is another good variety that you would uh, consider, and Ozark Premier would be a third. So those are your three, but you need methylene for sure, sure. Uh, magnolias, uh, I assume you're talking about southern magnolias, the evergreen type? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, there are many, many species of magnolias, and most of them are not evergreen, but most folks, when they think of magnolias, are thinking of the, the beautiful evergreen type. And in that case, I think it's uh, determined more by what height you want uh, at maturity. You could have teddy bear, which grows to 15 feet tall. Uh, Little Jim grows to 30 feet tall. Uh, D.D. Blanchard and a few of the others will get uh, up in the intermediate range. And then you get to regular southern magnolia, which will get 50 or 60 feet tall. And so there's something for for any height you want. Uh, D.D. Blanchard is a beautiful magnolia, kind of uh, an urban lot uh, size shade tree with beautiful coppery backs of its leaves. It's it's gorgeous. If you need something smaller than little gem or, or teddy bear, yeah, that that sounds good. I, it's it's a pretty big area, and so large trees would be fine. Well, either DD Blanchard or um, uh, or standard Southern Magnolia would be good, and they're uh, they're they're both readily available. DD Blanchard has really hit the the big time. I think you'll have no trouble finding it. And I, I probably put in a mixture of the Neely Bruce and Ozark. Methley. 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 Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, you want you want one of yeah. If you want three plums, you would plant one of each. That would be a, a good plan. Yeah, all I don't right. know if you'll if you'll be able to find all three uh, in April. Uh, you probably will in January, bare rooted. But uh, uh, but you may be able to. Some nurseries have them in containers this late in the season. Yeah, but you'll yeah, you'll no, get I, them. They I don't plant them in the fall. I'll plant them in the fall. So that's good. Okay, good deal. Well, th thank you for the call. Appreciate that very much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right, Linda in North Dallas, Jerry in Dallas. I'll get to you in uh, uh, in the very next uh, segment. Stay with me. The uh, one line we have is 800-288-9227. Let me uh, invite you to uh, get a copy of my book. The way you do it is not to go to the store and say, I want Neil's book. If you do that, you'll get one that's, what is it now, 31 years old. You don't want that. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It's available directly from my office or my website. I did that because I self-published the book and I wanted to keep the price as low as possible. And to do that, I, I chose not to go through a publishing house, not to go through their distributors, not to go through the additional markups of uh, stores and um, uh, the, the retail uh, uh, side of it. And so, and I did not market up myself so that I could make more money. That has not ever been my, my biggest goal with this book. My biggest goal is to have it done the way I wanted it. And that's why I hired Carolyn Skye as my editor. And that's why I hired Cindy Smith as a graphic designer. They are the best I've ever worked with. So that said, this book has 11 chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, things that apply to the other 10 chapters. Chapter two is a calendar, and you have to see it to understand what I'm saying, but it gives you bullets of things that need to be done month by month, four pages worth of information month by month, 48 pages total that tell you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in each month of the year. Chapters 3 through 11, I spent a month on each one of these, actually a little more than a month on a few of them, a little less on a couple of them. And they are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Everything I've ever said or written is put into one concise book of 344 pages, 840 of my photographs printed in San Antonio on high-quality paper. It's a hardback, bound in San Antonio also. This is truly Lone Star Gardening, not printed in China, like most books are, it seems like, anymore. So, uh, each copy comes signed. I sign them as I sell them. It's only thirty-six ninety-five. And uh, that's a bargain. You would expect to pay a lot more than that. And that's a sale price, too, I might add. And that price will run out here before too much longer. So order it now from my office by calling tomorrow, Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now. 24-7, uh, you can order it from my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, Join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. 
wonderful pastor, 10 services today. Uh, there is a service going on right now. The sunrise service has finished. Uh, there will be one at 9, 10, 05, and 11, 10. Contemporary services as well, and two at least at the, oh, three, I'm sorry, in the Melissa Church as well. That's our church, and we hope that you'll join us at First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. It, the 1005 service live streams also at sharingtheheart.org. That's our website, sharingtheheart.org. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair. Right now, my advertiser of 27 years, and I, I say something kind of odd about them, um, and, and Fred Marshall has never complained. He's patient with me. <laughs> he says, I guess he'll figure it out eventually. I hope you never need them. But I'm also a realist, knowing that homes that are built on the black clay soil probably eventually will need some help from advanced foundation repair. And that's because the soils shift so badly. They contract when they're dry and they swell when they're wet. You know the, the drill on this. And that's when our houses run into problems. Windows and doors don't operate the way they're supposed to. We get cracks in the, in the flooring. We get cracks in the walls. We get all kinds of problems. Advanced foundation repair can determine the magnitude, the nature of the problems that we have. And they can make your house whole once again. Things that should have been done right the first time by the builder can be fixed and made whole. So I hope that you'll contact them. Let them come out and give your home a free home inspection. And uh, then if you decide to use their services, you will be very pleased with the work that they will do. If you have a, a slab, these are the people to call. They can, uh, they can do that work. And it is guaranteed then for the lifetime of that home. As long as you uh, um, uh, have them do the work, it is a transferable warranty owner to owner to owner. And that uh, slab will not cause a problem again. It's backed by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. It's a phone number for the free home inspection, 214-333-0003. The website is foundationrepairs.com. Foundationrepairs.com, 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Brian with Callaway's Nursery on Custer Road in Plano. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Brian, very much. Let's go to Linda in North Dallas now. Linda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Easter. Well, in Happy Easter, for, thank you. <laughs> um, in preparation for Easter, I was out cleaning up all the pollen, and I got into my garden box and cleaned that out and found a half a bag of lime. I can't remember what that was for and if I should use it or what I should do with it. Lime would be used as close as um, uh, maybe Paris, Texas, uh, Tyler, Texas, Canton maybe, but no closer than that to you. You sure don't have any use for it in your landscape. Lime is used to uh, raise the pH of soil uh, when it's too acidic and we are far too alkaline. It's just the opposite. It's the worst thing you could ever put on soil. It should never be sold in our area. Oh, I'm sorry. I just oh, had a shiver okay. up my spine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that I don't can, even know where can, I got it. That can it. be disposed Why? of. Okay. I don't All either. Right. What's the best way yeah. to dispose of it? It's not harmful. I think you could probably uh, uh, send it out with uh, 
the trash or you know if you have other things that go to a hazardous waste uh, disposal day you could take it with that but i don't think there's any hazard to it uh, so oh, i think okay. it could go to the landfill not cause a problem yeah okay it's not toxic so it's much. just it's just not good for the soil thanks for calling yep. thanks for asking ahead of time how un-american of you <laughs> thank you linda <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Happy Easter again. Let's go to Jerry in Dallas now. Let's see. I think I can do that. Jerry, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. I'm well. Thank you, sir. Sure. Um, I have a, My house faces south, and I have an area on the east side of my house that's 5 foot 6 by 12 feet. And it, it, during the summer, it probably gets about three hours of sun in the morning only. After that, it's all shade. And I was wanting to know what would look good there, probably three and a half to four feet high and, and maybe shrubs. All right. You know that the hollies will do okay in that because they can take full sun to full shade. And so in that height range, I would, I would say the number one choice would be dwarf Burford holly or dwarf Yopon holly. Um, those are both excellent. A uh, dwarf Burford holly would have red berries. It will get taller than dwarf yopon. You could also use nandinas, the 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 uh, oh, like compact nandina. Uh, okay. If you want four feet, then then you could go up to standard nandinas. Nandinas will take full sun to to a lot of shade. Uh, that would be enough uh, sunlight to to let them color up and and be very pretty in the winter time. Um, but I have some, I have a lot of Nandinas that are in full shade. They don't color up quite as well until it gets cold, but because they're beneath pecan trees, it's bare and they do have nice color in the winter. Those are two plants that are tolerant of both sets of conditions. You, you wouldn't be able to plant a full shade plant like an Akuba, uh, and, and a gold dust plant and do well because it would scorch in the sun. But you can okay. do the, the plants that will tolerate both conditions, and both of those would. And you have, you have four or five things to choose from in those groups. Okay. One more time. Uh, the, uh, the dwarf hollies, did you say? Which grows the tallest? Dwarf, dwarf Burford and Dwarf Yopon are the two that I would start with. Okay. Great. Well, thank yeah. you very much. All right. You're welcome, Jerry. Have a great day. Thanks for the call. All right, let me, uh, before we take a, a break for news, let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited and uh, get you uh, into that uh, so that you can get in tomorrow. They're closed on Sundays anyway, and certainly on Easter Sunday. Wild Birds Unlimited McKinney is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, right beside the Tom Thumb store. Actually, there's a hallmark in between. They have everything you could possibly want for wild bird feeding and uh, nesting boxes, the whole works. And it is such a wonderful store. You're not going to believe it till you get there. That's what I tell you. The enthusiasm comes free. The information comes free. The uh, supplies that you get there are affordably priced and they're wonderful. They are carefully researched and uh, you just need to get in and, and take advantage of all of that. For their hummingbird feeders, you've never seen the likes of their high perch hummingbird feeders. Again, Monday through Saturday, 10 until 5, Wild Birds Unlimited, McKinney, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, near Tom Thumb. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. 
DFW's News, Talk, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WVAP. KPLX 99.5 FM HD2. A cumulus media station. Trending now. Criminal upgrade in the case of a missing North Texas boy. I'm Kimberly James at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the one. Dallas accident blocks the right lane, 175 northbound at 45, and now cleared an earlier accident in Dallas, 635 LBJ westbound at Josie Lane. I'm WFA meteorologist Kyle Roberts. After a cool start to Easter Sunday, we'll hit 73 this afternoon with more clouds than sunshine, but we'll also stay dry, and there will be an east wind around 5 to 15. Monday will be mostly cloudy with a high of 74, about a 20% coverage of a shower or storm. Tuesday's looking dry with a high of 75 and mostly sunny skies. Sunshine continues on Wednesday with a high of 77. Currently 60 degrees now in Dallas and 56 in Fort Worth. Ukrainian war documents mark top secret surface on social media. Mike Tobin has more. The, the Department of Justice has now been tasked with investigating these leak of classified documents that appeared on social media pages. Some of the documents about Ukrainian and Russian casualties as they appeared on social media had clearly been manipulated, apparently for propaganda purposes. But U.S. officials tell Fox News more than 100 classified documents were leaked. They contain a broad swath of information, weapons shipments, rates that Ukrainians are burning through shells, plans for training Ukrainian troops, even locations on the battlefield. Military experts say Russia got a gift with this leak. Mikhailo Podolyak, an advisor to President Zelensky, reacted to the leak with skepticism. He saw it as an attempt by the Russians to manipulate the narrative about their lack of progress with the invasion. North Texas police in Everman now shift their search for a six-year-old boy to a death investigation. Moves now underway to find the boy's body. Everman police have been looking for weeks trying to find six-year-old Noel Rodriguez Alvarez. He's a child who needs medical attention, including oxygen. A search in India for the mother of that child and the boy's stepfather continues. Police now using the upgraded criminal charges to use federal contacts to help locate the pair in another country. Again, 60 degrees in Dallas, 56 in Fort Worth. I'm Kimberly James. Next news update, 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP, 99.5 FM HD2, the home of Hal J in the morning. All right, thank you, Kimberly, very much. And uh, we are going to be going back to Janice in Mahia in just a moment. I have two lines open at 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. We are live on Easter Sunday morning. 800-288-9227. Whiskey Stone. Since 1983, the experts at Whiskey Stone have been leaders across the Metroplex. They've been turning your landscape dreams into your reality right there in your landscape. You don't have a landscape finished until you have beautiful stone. And the best place I can think of to get beautiful stone is Whiskey Stone. Now, it is in southeast Fort Worth, extreme southeast Fort Worth, and you say, well, that's, that's a little ways from my home. And let me tell you, first of all, they will deliver anywhere you can hear me, and second of all, you have a hard time finding any stone yard in the state of Texas equal to this one. 
and and especially any people any nicer than these people are at Whiskey Stone. And for that reason, it's a destination stone yard, one you want to go to. You make a you make an afternoon of it. You go out there now while it's so pleasant this time of year. Not on Easter Sunday. They're closed Sundays anyway, and certainly on Easter Sunday. So you go this week sometime or next Saturday, whenever. You get to Whiskey Stone. I'll tell you exactly the address, all the contact information in just a moment. They've been in business, as I mentioned, since 1983, a third-generation family business now involved. Mike and Derek Wisnad, father and son team, own and run the, uh, the great place. And uh, they have every kind of stone for every kind of purpose, for, from little tiny decorative gravel all the way to huge boulders the size of your automobile. How about that? And if you're doing retaining walls, if you're doing a beautiful decorative uh, a stone around a pool. Maybe you want uh, landscaping boulders, river rock. You want, uh, what else have I left out? Any kind of stone. They have it all. That's at 4501 East Loop 820 South. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Fort Worth. 817-429-0822. For 817-429-0822. And I'll tell you what's open 24-7. That's the website, whiz-q.com. It's Whiskey Stone. It's the beat on the street. Definitely have noticed the rise in costs. It's the talk of the town. I want to talk about the student loan thing. The nuclear war with Russia. The conversation starts here. News Talk 820 WBAP at 99.5 FM HD2. All right, let me tell you about Callaway's just a little more than I did a moment ago, and that is that Callaway's Nursery is the garden center for North Central Texas. And they are excited to be a part of your neighborhood, neighborhood garden centers, serving DFW for more than 35 years with quality plants, exceptional customer service, and inspiration at all of their community locations. Their local stores are a showcase of the best nature has to offer, with color, texture, and delightful fragrances sure to stimulate your imagination. You'll create the outdoor space of your dreams. You'll also find wonderful gift ideas, pottery, lawn decor, and all the essentials to keep your flower beds and your landscape looking beautiful and picture-perfect for entertaining. If you're in need of help for your spring garden refresh, try Pick and Plant, a convenient service where you shop for new flowers and trees and shrubs and leave the planting to their experts. Let Callaway's be your resource for all your gardening needs. Their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals are there to help with your selections, also to answer your questions. Callaway's is hiring at all locations. If you have a passion for plants and for people, they want you to be a part of their team. Stop in to apply and join their Texas-grown team today. They are closed today on Easter Sunday so the team can spend time with their families, but look forward to seeing you again tomorrow at 9 a.m. 9 to 6. That's Callaway's Nursery now open in Austin as well. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. News Talk 820, WBAP. 99.5 FM HD2. And WBAP.com. All right, my last message for you is for Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer directly to your email. Well, Gretchen has a hand in it in assembling the things that I write. Gretchen at my office, but but uh, that's what eGardens is all about. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. There are five 
uh, stories in each eGardens. One of the stories will be a featured plant of the week for that week. One of the stories will also be gardening this weekend where I point out the 10 or 15 things that are most critical for you to accomplish in that weekend. They're time sensitive. And then one of the features is our newly expanded Q&A section. You send in your questions, I answer them. We have a, a cap on how many I can handle. The first week we tried it, we had 125. And I said, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> and so uh, I do encourage you to subscribe to eGardens and then get your question posted pretty quickly after it comes out. It distributes it at 6 o'clock on Thursday, and uh, it is free and always will be. We have about 80,000 subscribers, and uh, people tell me this is really one of the best things I've ever done. There are a couple of other stories. Diane Sitton has a great story coming up this week. We have three guest writers who do uh, one story a month, and uh, they're in, in three specific issues. And Diane, down in southeast Texas, is writing this uh, week on a special garden with uh, recycled garden goodies. And it is gorgeous. Wait till you see that. That's this coming week. If you want to see what eGardens looks like before you sign up for it, you can see the latest issue at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on that eGardens tab. Remember, it's free. Always will be. Been doing it 19 years. I never spam you. Won't give or sell your email address to anybody. Take a look. Sign up. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaway's help you. I'm Carol Dreyer from the Callaway's Cornelius store in Houston. And now, back to Neil. Thank you very much, Carol. And we go back to our phone lines. We go to Janice in Mahia. Janice, this is Neil. Good uh, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, good morning. I've, Hi. I called you a while back about my English ivy growing up my live oak tree. So to mm -hmm. add to that, I've got poison ivy also, and it's growing. Oh, no. I know, up the tree trunk, plus over, it, it's mixed in with the English ivy in this rock garden. So what do I do? <laughs> okay. Um, the best thing you can do, it's so all the... All the poison ivy, I'm sorry, I leaned way away from the mic. Uh, all of the poison ivy is, uh, is, is growing upward. It's not out in a ground cover bed. It's all up on the trunk. No, it's, it's in the ground cover bed also. It, it's, right. it's gotten bad out of hand. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, what you need to do is track where the poison ivy, you can do this visually, maybe using a dowel stick or something to kind of kind of move stuff aside so you can look. Um, you need to track where the poison ivy originates. It'll have a main trunk that goes into the ground, maybe two or three plants, but you, you may only have one or two plants. And if you can trace it back to where it comes out of the ground and use lopping shears, long-handled lopping shears, to clip it where it comes out of the ground, then you can just leave it where it is to die. You'll be able to tell within two days I got that. It's all, you know, you can tell how much of it you've, you've eradicated by, by uh, clipping it Funny. and leaving it there. Uh -huh. All of it will wither. And if you see some that hasn't withered, you know, you still have some hunting to do uh, to, to clip some more. And then when it starts sprouting out from those stumps, then you can use a broadleafed weed killer just in that one specific area on the regrowth to kill it oh. and do it on a, 
an area the size of a, a dinner plate or less, and you won't do much damage to the English ivy. That way you'll get the poison ivy killed, but you won't do much damage to the uh, English ivy. Okay. Okay. All right. So that, yeah, just don't touch the heads of the, uh, the head of the lopping shears afterwards because that oil will be there. And one other thing, Janice, uh, when it's going up the tree trunk, just clip it and leave it there. It'll look kind of tacky for a while, uh, but the English ivy will cover over it and, you know, the, the okay. dead leaves will be hanging there, but that won't look too bad. So, okay. Yeah, I think I that'll help. To get uh-huh. in that mess. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. I know. It's, uh, it's bad. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank Happy you. Bye bye. <laughs> Happy Easter. All right. Be careful. All right. Let's go to. Uh, let me see my clock. Yeah, we're doing well. Let's go to Michael in Arlington. Michael, how can I help you? Uh, I see in your E News Garden letter that it's time to trim our wisteria. How do we trim it? What do we cut? How much? All right. Um, you trim only as necessary, um, and and the reason is if you trim it really heavily. It's going to be totally vegetative this year. Well, it's going to be that way anyway. It's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. The more you trim it, the more vigorously it's going to grow back. And that's going to come at the expense of next year's flowers. It's going to say, hmm, I have a lot of growing to do. And it will just not be interested in producing flower buds next fall and winter for, for next spring's bloom. So prune it to shape it. Uh, if you have branches that are uh, leaning out and you know, where you don't want them or, or that are now hanging off tree branches that are adjacent to where it is or anything that's just doing stuff you don't want to have it doing, that's what you're pruning off. But you don't have to prune it if it's not growing erratically. Okay, just shape it. That's, that yeah. Easy. Thank you very and, much, and there's no Yeah, there's no proper or improper shape. You just, you just, Keep it from doing things you don't want it to do. That's the main thing. You're welcome. Well, remember, Have a great day. I remember you oh, said sorry? something in the past about being careful to trim so you don't um, stop it from blooming, but that's trimming at the wrong time of year when the buds are already starting that, to grow, right? That's exactly right. That would be pruning in the winter time because the spring flowering plants, the same would be true for azaleas. It'd be true for forsythia. You don't want to prune those in fall or winter because they're, they're setting their buds at that point. But, but like I say, if you prune it really heavily, let's say you have a wisteria that's grown to be 20 feet long and you prune it back to four feet because you, you want to paint that fence or something, then that's probably not going to bloom very well for you next year. If you go into it knowing, well, I, I have to paint the fence and you prune it that way, then you're okay. You had to paint the fence, but, but uh, if you just do that because you think it has to be pruned back drastically, then, then you'll wonder why it didn't bloom. So... Greatly appreciate you, I think you, I've sir. exhausted you. you. bet. Thanks for the call. Happy Easter. Thank you so much, Michael. All right, Marley and Oak Point, you'll be coming up on the other side of this last break for this hour. We have another hour ahead, and so I invite you to call. It's 800-288-WBAP. We have two open lines, 800-288-9227. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. The calendar is, uh, is Chapter 2, and I had done a calendar... Uh, every year it was my annual Texas gardening calendar. I don't remember if I did 27 or 29 of them, but by that time people were not using calendars as much. They were putting uh, things rather than on the wall, they were putting them on their phones. And I said, you know, 
uh, rather than producing 30,000 calendars down to 25,000, down to 15,000. And uh, I, I could see that handwriting on the wall, and I decided I'm just going to put, because people wanted the information, but they didn't need the calendar. And they kept saying, man, what am I going to do? I need to know when to do things. I was about ready to start doing uh, work on a book, and I thought, I'll just put a whole chapter in with all of that information. And since I did that, people have consistently said, Neil, at chapter two, that is, that's worth the price of this book all by itself. Four pages per month that tell you what needs to be planted and pruned and fertilized and sprayed in that month. For example, it will tell you in chapter two uh, that in April, that's the time in North Texas that you uh, need to finish up planting your warm season vegetables early in the month. It's the time you begin planting uh, Bermuda grass from seed. Um, it's the time that you uh, are on the lookout for take-all root rot in your uh, St. Augustine turf late in the month in North Texas and early in the month in South Texas. And things of that sort, they're very, very timely all the way through. And uh, four pages per month is a lot of information, a lot of things to watch for. You'll never have to ask again, Neil, when should I do this or that? It's all in the book. And that's chapter two. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, things about soils of Texas and the, uh, the freeze dates and the, the uh, hardiness zones and why I thought the 2012 hardiness zone map was in error. And boy, has that been proved to be true. And uh, then the chapters three through 11 are trees and shrubs and vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables on specific topics. 840 photos, 344 pages. It's a hardback, and you won't find it in stores or on Amazon. You find it at my office. Actually, sitting in my garage right now, if you want to come hunt, you won't have any trouble finding them. They're stacked up. And we've put a climate control system in there so that Zeus the dog and I can sign. Every week, I spend about half a day signing books and getting them ready for the post office. So that is what self-publishing is all about. It's only $36.95. I've kept the price really low for you in spite of all of that. And um, so the way you order it, from my website or by calling my office. The office is open Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it directly from my website, which is neilsperry.com. I guarantee your satisfaction. You'll get a signed copy. And if you're not happy with any part of it, then I'll refund every penny. And uh, the uh, website is n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Com. All right, sir, thank you very, very much. And let me tell you now about Arborological Services, leaders in the tree service industry by a, it's not even a close race. I mean, they have lapped the competitors. 
<laughs> That's my own personal opinion, but I've watched them operate and they're that good. And uh, so I hope that you will give them a call. They are the only people who will ever touch my trees. That uh, I can tell you. The phone number for Arborological Services makes them sound like a big national company of some sort, and they're not. They are strictly local. 866 552 7267. 866-552-7267. Their website is arborological.com. It's arbor i logical. That's a forestry term. That's not a, they're not cutesy people. They are serious about tree care. That's not a cutesy name. They mean business about trees. They're friendly people, really friendly. But they are serious about your trees and doing the right thing for your trees. It's everything from fertilizing and and uh, routine pruning all the way to heroic saving of historic trees. They're all about trees. And uh, cabling and bracing, lightning arrest. Uh, if, you, if you're doing some construction work or maybe putting in a wider drive or anything of that sort, and you need somebody to guide you, advise you, hold your hand through the process, these are the people to call. If you've had some kind of calamity that has befallen your shade tree, then you need to call them. Arborological.com, Arborological Services, 866 552 7267 on Facebook, Arborological Services Inc., Twitter at The Tree Experts. It's Arborological Services. I'm Amber with Calloway's Nursery in Mesquite. We're your neighborhood garden centers bounded right here in the Metroplex. Calloway's sponsors this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Amber, very, very much. And we go back to the phone lines to Marley and Oak Point. I have some calls. I sure hope you'll stay with me. They're very interesting looking calls. Marley, how can I help you this morning? Hi, this is um, Jack and Marley. I'm going to have my husband explain this better than me. We have some real problems with our Bermuda grass, which has way too many weeds. Okay. He can probably give you a better explanation. Okay. Neil. We have about a five-year-old Bermuda grass lawn, about 8,000 square feet of grass, and several things have just knocked it for a loop this year, and it's not coming back the way it has in the past. One thing is that we have about a 30- or 40-acre field right on the other side of our fence that nobody ever does anything with, and it's choked with weeds and all sorts of things all year, and so we have a constant influx of weed seeds blowing in over and through the fence. Second thing is we were on severe water restrictions uh, ever since about midsummer last year that limited how much water we could apply. And I don't know what else, but those are the main things that have caused our lawn to be pretty choked with weeds. And the Bermuda grass itself right. is just not recovering. It's not coming back this year the way it has after winters before. So we don't. All right, it will. What? No, 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 no. Hang on, I can I help you. Add, Hang on. Can I add one okay. thing, Neil? We did. Sure. I did put the pre-emergence that you recommended down in early March. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So, yeah, but it seemed uh, like it was too late. I don't know. No, 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 it, no. The weeds that you're seeing now germinated in the fall. And so pre-emergence go down March 1st and June for or early March and early June. And that's for the summertime weeds. 
and uh, the first week of September, I'm sorry, let me do it differently, between August 25 and September 7, uh, one week either way from, from September 1, uh, and that is for the winter weeds. That's what you're seeing now. That pre-emergent needed to be put down back in September, early September. All right, to my point, uh, whether you have weeds or not in a, um, in a field beside you, is immaterial to how your lawn looks. You can have gigantic weeds in a lawn in a field, and have a beautiful lawn next to it, um, with a couple of exceptions. Uh, you, there are a couple of weeds that can come from that field into your lawn and survive in lawn conditions. But regular mowing and and fertilizing, and watering, and I understand. I'll give you some grace on that one. Uh, if you're not able to water, then that makes it more difficult. But uh, by keeping the, the weeds mowed at an inch and a half, you will choke out almost all pasture weeds. They will not be able to survive that. Johnson grass, for example, uh, which is a common pasture weed, cannot survive at an inch and a half mowing height if you mow regularly. Most weeds cannot. Dallas grass can, nutsedge can, so there are a couple that, that could. Um, there are weed killers to get rid of most of those. Uh, I'm trying to cover a lot of territory here. It took me about six weeks to write the turf chapter of my book, and I can't do it in, in three minutes, so I'm trying to cover a lot of territory. Uh, there are weed killers that will get rid of all of those. Some are pre-emergent, some are post-emergent that you apply to the existing weeds. And um, so uh, the, the fertilizing schedule would be a, an all-nitrogen, high-quality all-nitrogen fertilizer applied about now, early April, early June, early August, early October, four times, and then watered in. Hopefully you won't be on water restrictions this year. You should not be now. You should not have been after... The first of January, so you should be in good shape now for a while. I don't know if you want to try to maintain a whole acre. Maybe you decide here is closest to the house. This is what we're really going to try to maintain, and uh, so we'll go with this. And and uh, as we get farther out, we're not going to worry about. It. I have the same thing. We have a one-acre homestead that we bought uh, when, many years ago when we built our house, and there's part of that that I don't even try to maintain. Uh, my landscape is the quarter acre right around our house. Um, what else do I need to share? Um, and, and you do that by putting in a berm and, you know, shrubs and you say, this is my, this is my more formal landscape or something, some visual dividing line. Um, uh, there's, there is definitely hope, but the, the herbicides and and low mowing will, will get you where you need to be. Don't start over. I know what I was going to tell you. If you have in every square foot, if you have a piece of Bermuda grass the size of a paper clip, you can have solid Bermuda by the end of June if you'll mow and fertilize and, and get some rains and or water. You can do it. I've done that with a, a church lot at a church where we used to attend in Farmer's Branch. It was amazing how quickly that grass covered. So... Did I give you any hope at all? Well, yes, and I was wondering, I think we should, I, I've been trying to dig out the weeds, you know, just to get all the No, roots. you don't dig, you don't dig, you, you spray with a herbicide. You, you just don't try to dig them. I'm down to 15 seconds. Let me, uh, and I, that should get you started. I appreciate your call. Leslie and Plano, I need to talk to you about your, your grass choice. I will do that right after the news. Stay tuned. We'll be back with another hour. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>